space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome back to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And this week we've got episode 6 of Picard season 1. This one's called The Impossible Box. Yeah. I keep calling it The Mystery Box. But... No, it's The Impossible Box and like a couple of references like there's the box that he walks around with. Yeah. It's also the Borg Cube, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, lots of... I, when it, it was first announced the title, I thought maybe... Were it a reference to like J.J. Abrams and he always talks about his mystery box and stuff, but yeah, like I, I, I like to put this out that this is Star Trek on TV. It has nothing whatsoever to do with Abrams or the reboot movies. No, it he doesn't. Has no ties, no connection whatsoever to this. Nope. <laughs> and yeah, secret hideout is not a secret from for bad no, robot because. No. <laughs> They just do it under bad robot. Yeah, the world's because <laughs> well, he likes the publicity. Why would he hide the fact yeah. that he was involved with it? Still, exactly, that made no sense. So, talking about the Kelvin films, just before we get onto this episode, the Simon Pegg's done a couple of interviews recently talking about it, and it doesn't sound so promising that they're going to go with that crew. Like he said, he thinks the momentum's gone, and yeah, he don't feel like Beyond was advertised very well, which I think's a Fair I comment. think it is a fair comment. And he says, like, you know, we, we didn't make a big enough thing out of it being the 50th anniversary, which, again, I think is very fair. Yeah. And they should, be, they should have made a massive they should have, thing. I mean, it. you look at what they did for Doctor Who's 50th. Yeah. That was... That's how you do it. Yeah. That were, that were great. Because it wasn't just the the 50th anniversary episode. They did that adventure in time and space yeah, they, where it was the dramatisation. Like, like, to be fair, we went to the 50th anniversary convention... Oh Destination yeah, yeah. Trek, but they do Destination Trek every year. Yeah, so they just, do. But it just happened that. Yeah, they should they should have done some up with the movie. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think they they did announce that year that Discovery had gone into production, but it'd be nice if they could have debuted it for the fiftieth. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so we don't know what's going on with the yeah the movie side of Star Trek at the minute. It's still rumored that the the writer who does Fargo on TV is working on it. But whether it'll be in the Kelvin timeline or whether they'll now bring it Another back to the prime timeline, or, or no idea. And we've but, still got Tarantino still keeps... Yeah, it's gone quiet on that. Yeah, but, you still keep every now and again see a little bit, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah, we don't know. But anyway, we've got plenty of Star Trek on TV we to have, worry about before yeah. we get onto another movie, so... Picard episode 6, this is the longest episode by quite a way. It was clocked in around 55 minutes. Yeah, so an extra 10 minutes this week. Which is good. I like I like that when they can play with it. With yeah, the... well, we've said this before with streaming. You're not tied in like you used no. to be. When Next Generation, every episode was 42 minutes. Yep. Because I had to fit on an, an hour-long time slot yep. in America... And there's 18 minutes of commercials. Yep. <laughs> and now it's much more than that. I think. I think now it's something like 36 minutes Is you get for an hour show. It's really bad now, um, which I think is why a lot of the the like creatives and people are more drawn to streaming. Mr. Yeah. Like I can actually tell my story properly. Yeah, I'm not being limited. So yeah. So this one, 55 minutes. And I think we better get stuck into it because there's quite a lot goes on yeah. in that 55 minutes. Yeah. Did we enjoy the episode? Yes. Yes. I think this might be the best one yet. Yeah, we keep saying this. We do keep this. saying like, that. Like, I think we're going to wait till it's all done and probably have to watch it all again as one story to yeah. really pick a favourite. But I think we're getting to a point where there's a lot of episodes you could now sit down yeah. And watch on the own, which is really good. Yeah, it is. And this one, I think, has definitely had a bit of an impact because one of the lads at work talked to me about this, which, the, yeah, there's not many who usually talk about Star Trek, but um, the one of the lads said, oh, what do you reckon Picard? It was pretty good this week. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well. And then someone else in office went, well, I don't understand why the neutral zone's all destabilised. So I was like, right, how long have you got? Because I can give <laughs> 
can give you a short answer <laughs> if you want. I can give you a short answer or shall we take a day or two? Yeah, so, but I explained it to her. So anyway, we start this episode then, we've got, we, we seem to have dropped the flashbacks, we start with a dream sequence again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I don't, mi- don't mind it being a dream sequence. No, I don't. No, I'm happy with it. And it it's Soji this time. And um, I thought the way they sort of framed it were really cool. Like the the corridor itself looked like it was slanted, like yeah, the roof was, was slanted. Yeah, it was. But the camera was at a bit of a, a canted angle as well yeah. to make it look a little bit more more sort of trippy and surreal. And we have her walking through this room, and she's trying to find a dad. And we see the back of his head. Now, to me, that doesn't look like Maddox or Data. No. Unless it's meant to be a younger version of Maddox, but then it wouldn't be that much younger, so it were only three years ago. Yeah, so. yeah, we get later in the episode that she never sees her father's face. Yeah, yeah we so don't see the face. Is she being implanted with some sort it of... It could be, but then who? Who would it be? Like maybe it is the guy who they had playing Maddox, and it's just that he, he, he they've trimmed his hair neatly. Yeah. You know, he still had grey hair. So mind you, we saw that flashback last week, though, didn't we? We did, and he still looked scruffy still when he was with with Girardi, yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe it'll come into focus, and it's Data, or maybe yeah. it'll be Data as Noonie and Sung or something. Maybe it's like we do know that Data doesn't repeat appear again. Yeah. So. Maybe she's seen data. Maybe so. And it's blurred because she doesn't actually meet her father. Yeah, well, she doesn't, yeah, literally know her father, yeah. So that's, and then she gets snapped out of it yeah. by being shouted at. And then we cut to Soji and Nareka in bed again. So they obviously made up after the last time yeah. we saw them. They'd, they'd fallen out last time yeah. we'd seen them. And he, because he, he did that silly thing where he kissed her and then started trying to question her in terms yeah of which which we said at the time he dropped the ball a little bit there but yeah. he's obviously somehow wormed his way, wormed back, his way back and uh you know that we pick up sort of with him there but there's still a bit of tension between them. yeah well he asks how she, well it wasn't and he goes and sound more like at nightmare she actually goes to him are you inter- actually interested in my dream or just uh, how my mind works? Yeah, it, it, they seem to have the measure of each other in terms of what's... Maybe they just like shagging, which is fine. Yeah, they're attracted to each other. And that, you know, them. fair play, but but there are hints that both of them seem to want something a little bit yeah. more than that, and particularly with Narek later on, we get a lot of that. And they they talk about like secrets and everything. You have all the everybody's got a secret, even if they don't know they've yeah. got a secret. And it's a little bit sort of double talk, I suppose. But it is getting at what's going on, and um, the, we get some good stuff about like Romulan society. I think, like you know, we find this out about they've got a name for outsiders they've got a name for the family, family. and then they've got the the true name true name that which, they only tell like the one they love her. yeah she's a bit that must be confusing for like Romulan kids <laughs> like you know um, is you, get, you get the theory though that or the impression that there's that sort of society with the secret and all that that this is probably one of the first stages of teaching probably, them to keep yeah. secrets. And it's it's I like s- an early training thing. <laughs> I suppose it's one of them things that like if it's part of the syntax of your language and your communication, you just do it naturally, yeah. like um you know, for it like if you're in the army you'd address people as sir and but then if you were talking to someone who's not in the army you'd just use Well, the I name. used to work in a lot of kitchens and you always addressed your head chef as chef. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it was yes, chef or we chef, depending which. Some like prefer, like French. Some the like French, English. yeah. So so yeah. So I suppose with Romulans, it's a it's a similar thing. I mean, yeah. this situation. So I use this name, and then I mean that situation. I use that name. So yeah. And then Narek's sort of needling away as well about Soji's mother. Like yeah, you have you talked to your mother about, about it? it? And is this where she says, "Oh, I, but I fell asleep and." He says, "Do you usually?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, no, don't, I don't think, think so. so." And we we find out later that it's because he's been monitoring the transmissions. Well, and he knows. The, the flagged up as weird transmissions. Yeah, but we find that out a bit, a little bit later, a bit later. Yeah, and then I noticed in this scene, second time through watching it, 
If you look on Soji's desk, there's a little sort of wooden doll which looks a bit like what we see later on. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice a nice little detail. Little Easter eggs. Yeah, that they dropped in. And then we go back to the La Serena and basically Gerati's filling them all in on what's happened with Maddox, except obviously she's omitting... The fact that she killed him. Some of the details. So presumably... Either the EMH doesn't retain a memory, or she's wiped the EMH's memory. Because yeah. won't the EMH just dob her in? Has the EMH been activated again? No, maybe not. So maybe he's sat there. You'd think though it'd have a little bit of an alarm that'd be like, yeah. "You need to turn me on." So I've got some yeah. <laughs> that's pretty important yeah, to tell uh, you. Yeah, like I think we're very used to the Doctor from Voyager of how much leeway he had, mm. but. It, if you remember with, with the very early episodes of Voyager, he had no leeway. No, that's true. He's thinking it was about very, it now. It was very much, you turned on and off. And yeah. You, you can't turn... It, it took maybe the first, second season before he was... Oh, given, before he started. And before they gave him the right to turn himself on. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, like, even when he was on, he had a monitor through to... He complained because he wasn't part of briefing. Yes, even, yeah. even though he was chief medical officer. Until which they, was... yeah, until they came up with the uh, yeah. what was it, the the thing he had on his oh, arm. No, no, even on monitors, they weren't putting him on the monitor. Oh yeah, he had, and Janeway just switch him off if she didn't like what yeah. he was saying and stuff. Yeah, so maybe it's a case of that. Maybe also uh, Rios's EMH isn't as advanced, so maybe it yeah. just. But then. The other times we've seen the holograms, they seem to have a memory of previous conversations. Yeah, they have a memory and they're very interactive. So it's, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, I think we'd have to assume she's either wiped it or, like you say, it hasn't been... Reactivated. Been activated, yeah. Maybe that's how the rest of the crew will will find out when they do activate it. Um, Then... Elnor comes into play a bit here, and we seem to be using Elnor now as the character who asks what's going on so that they yeah. can fill it in for the audience. And it's, you know, we've always done that in Star Trek. There's always somebody who goes, well, wait a minute, well, how does that work? Or yeah, what's but, this? Well, I think you can believe it, though, with Elnor, though, yeah. doing it because he's been brought up in this convent monastery however you want to call yeah, it yeah. with the warrior nuns he's been really sheltered yeah and it, it works he's got that sort of naive thing about yeah. him like he got he, he asks where we're going yeah and then he goes oh maybe it's not my business <laughs> yeah and there's a comeback to that with Girati a little bit later on but um yeah i like the way it's been done that you can like you say you can believe it of elna yeah and he, he can ask these questions and he can get away with it. He's a lot more Australian this week, though. Yeah. Like, and I looked the actor up and he's Australian, so fair play. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd not noticed it in previous No, episodes. I hadn't. You can hear it a bit, though, this but time. It's, yeah, it's a lot more sort of pronounced yeah, this but time. But, like, when he's going to the ball cube, he's right excited at first. He goes, oh, like, seven of nine. Yeah. He was obviously impressed by seven of nine. Well, as you would be. If you, But also, I think it's from his perspective of being a warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah. And outright, this is what I'm doing. This is my mission. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, which gets us on to, you know, the going to the bog. And I love, um, the well, the whole performance by Patrick Stewart this episode. But as soon as they start talking the bog, everything about him changes. Yeah. Like, he suddenly his posture changes, he looks weaker, he's sort of well, almost gasping for breath at yeah, times. It, well, he's having... He's having an early panic attack in this he, first he is, part. yeah, yeah. And we see a, a major panic attack yes. later. And his president, like in First Contact, it was very much out of character how oh, he was, reacted yeah. towards the Borg. It wasn't a gem... I've got to kill them all. No, that was it. Yeah. And like where he kills the crewmen and... Yeah, and no... And we're seeing that side of him sort of kick in, like the... Where Girati says, "Oh, maybe they've changed," and he gets really no, angry yeah, with her. They don't. They don't. They they metastasize. So you know, he's he's drawing comparisons with cancer. That's yeah. We're very much getting that angry side of him, and it is obviously understandable. And yeah, everything. like well, we got the little bit with him in Seven last week, didn't we? Where yeah, that lovely saying, scene. Did you have you fully recovered? And went no, but you try to a little bit more every day. Yeah. 
and this is this is raking it all up now yeah. with Picard. No, I haven't recovered. This is <laughs> yeah, and yeah, as he says, and we got this in the very first episode as well. Oh, yeah, it's we still did. part of his dream. Yeah, yeah, his nightmare. And we get obviously you know more in terms of PTSD and his flashbacks and everything as we go on, but. There's a little bit that's almost sort of buried in this bit because the main focus is on Picard, but Elnor's picked up that something's up with Gerati. You know, he says, you know, are you okay or are you yeah. hiding? Or he says, like, he's too preoccupied to notice that something's wrong with you or something like that. And then he says, you know, am I in-butting? And she says, yeah, you are this time. So it's interesting that he's... As well as this naive side, it it could also pick up uh, lies or yeah, cover ups. He's or... an acute sort of observer as well. Well, and... they follow this. What do they call it? The um, the absolute candor. Absolute candor. The names mentioned again. The court martyrs. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> is how what the follow. Quat Moat. Quat Moat. So, yeah. And basically, they're completely honest. Yeah. And you. So you assume someone who is completely honest and they're brought up for complete honesty, they can spot deception of yeah, any yeah. kind. Right. You can't lie to them. And as they say, like he seems to be the only one who's twigged to this. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out a little bit more. But then we get the scene where Picard's back in the chateau and he's visibly shaken and like say he sounds like he's short of breath, he's having palpitations. And even when he speaks to the computer, his voice is really weak. Yeah. And he's trying to pull himself together, and you get this bit. Basically, he does, like, a space Google search, and it brings up all this stuff, and as he flicks through everything, you get, like, Hugh as he was then, and then Hugh as he is now. And it finishes with that bit of Locutus. Yeah, so he's actually being reminded... He asked for everything Starfleet had on the board. Which, yeah. And he is a major part of that. Oh, exactly, oh, well, yeah. I, there should have been a lot more from Voyager brought up here. Yeah, there should have been, actually. There should have been... Because, yeah. like, we have to assume that the most contact there's actually been was on Voyager. Oh, easily. To do with the Enterprise. Yeah, I know easily. the Enterprise met him a couple of times, but... But, yeah, the Voyager should have had a lot more information. But then he does he does sort of restrict it. He says it's about a treaty and about this, so maybe... Yeah. I don't know, but it, it finishes with that great bit where he's got Locutus on the screen and then we see it from the other side, so we sort of see Locutus superimposed over his his yeah. face now and they cheated a little bit to do it because they, they've reversed the image so that it'd it would line fits. up when we look at it, but we'll let him off with that one because yeah, it's pretty it's a cool. nice bit of photography. And he, he sort of puts his hand to his face where his implants would have been and everything and... Yeah, really, really good sequence, that whole bit. And that's all before we even go to the credits. <laughs> We've got a lot going yeah, on in like, this one. Well it's, well, it's about eight minutes before the credits. and Yeah, yeah. Like, flashback or dream sequence, and this is only probably 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, it's not long so at all. So we've actually got current time running before the credits, which it, this is yeah, the first yeah. time of that. Yeah. And then... We come back from the credits, and I apologise now to any American listeners we've got, but Rios is playing football, not soccer. He's kicking around a football, playing football. It's football. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> like, we assume Rios is of uh, Latin American yeah, yeah, yeah. by the name, and the name of the ship, and they call it football as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, everybody does. So he's kicking around a football, and did you pick up on anything with Girati and Rios before this episode yeah there was a little bit where she sort of punches at yeah, him yeah a little that was a bit sort of playful yeah. but like I've heard like other podcasts and read some articles and stuff and people have been like they call it shipping don't they they've been shipping Girati and Rios from the start and I I think most yeah. of it went over my head no because <laughs> we also had the bit where she was um, where he was reading and she was bugging him on the yeah true so true. We've, had, we've had a few bits with Girati and Rios yeah. and she's been yeah it was my dad he, he couldn't send me away he had to put up with it yeah so it's basically saying you've got to put up with it I got yeah so yeah I can see little bits there yeah well and it obviously sort of culminates here they go yeah. off to bed together but before that you've got 
Rios is pretty much sort of the ship's counsellor this episode. Like, yeah. he, he's putting out fires all over the place. It, Girati's come to him to talk. He's talking about that, and he's very... Um, I'm not sure if Councillor Troy dare approve of his counselling technique. I'll take you to bed. Maybe not, but I was just going to say, though, he, he, he doesn't force that. Like, she, no. she initiates the kiss, and... She says, I've never slept with a captain. He says, oh, I'd recommend it. <laughs> but when she pulls away, he says, okay, let, let's talk. What you know? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? And then she's like, I want to go to bed. And he's like, okay. So, you know, he's not he's, he's not out of line yeah. here, I oh, don't no. think. He's not taking advantage. But oh, he's, no, not at all. But he's he's up for it when when it's clear that that's what she wants, yeah. which is fair and, enough. And let's be fair, if, he, if, he was, if he'd reactivated the EMH... And found out that twice it had activated because of her psychological emergency. <laughs> it might treat her slightly different here, but but yes, you don't realise he's with a murderer. But yeah, so I quite like this stuff with Rios, and obviously he has the bits with Rafi later on. And there's this other thing with Girati where he says, you know, do you think this is going to help? And she's like, yeah, for a couple of hours. Yeah. But okay, we'll take a couple of hours. Yeah. Then we go back to the cube and we've got Narek and Rizzo's there. And I'm not sure if Rizzo's her her Romulan name or whether it was just an assumed Starfleet name, but I've, I've not heard a different one, so I'm going to, no, until we well, get told otherwise... Well, I'll... they tend to address each other as brother and sister. Exactly, yeah. So They're I'd... not actually using... I've, so... I've, I can't recall them actually using a name to no, each other. No, I can't. And so which I've... is where you get... Sort of the inside name between family. Yeah, so we haven't heard that. So apologies if I'm misnaming the character, but I'm going by the last thing yeah. we uh, we were told about, and this is where we get the the puzzle box comes in. And yeah, it's sort of a futuristic Rubik's cube. Yeah, but almost sort of almost like a Chinese puzzle box. Yeah, where you move them to open you move them all around, then it's got a prize inside it. And it shows the contrast between the two characters because he talks about, well, when we were children, you just wanted to smash it open and get the toy, whereas I wanted to be more patient and work, work out how it works. Yeah. And and obviously this is reflected in yeah. listen, how... Listen closely, move yeah. it gently, feel your way, and when you re- when it's ready... <laughs> yeah, you'll get the what you want then, and that's obviously what his approach to Sergi yeah. is. And she's still... Not really having any of it, but she's willing to kind of give him the benefit of the the doubt a little bit. And Narek sort of speculates that Soji's dreams are how she's reconciling the two sides of yeah, herself. Yeah, like she's an android, and it's how... how and it a human, and, and he does raise the question, like, she's been programmed, so why is she programmed to dream? And yeah. It must be... Like Rio so, straight away says, oh, "It's malfunction. It's a bug." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going wrong, and it's like, no, it's um, this is deliberate. He thinks it's a it's a vulnerability, and that's how he can try and get at her. Really, yeah. which is which is what we see later in the episode. It's it we're definitely this strand of the storylines moving with a lot more. A lot more speed this week. I, I think mean, there was a there's a it really moves the story forward, does this yeah, episode? Yeah, I mean we missed we didn't go to the the cube last week. We had a you know just Picard and his crew and and I think it's probably done these characters good because it was getting a bit dull with Soji and Narek being flirty, then falling out every week yeah. and just back and forth with that. And now we're really kind of ramping it up. I'm not sure if it almost feels a little bit too quick now, like with um, with how slow paced it's been this side of the story, and then all of a sudden it's whoosh. Well, it was given a, t- a deadline, wasn't it? He was, yeah. He's yeah. been given a deadline to find out the information. So, is it rushed or is it just right? I've seen my opening. She's having dreams. Oh this yeah, is my opening. I think that the bit which we'll get to that. I thought were maybe a little bit quick is suddenly Soji's got a lot more suspicion that she's not what she thinks she is and there's been uh, seeds of it earlier. Yeah. It well, we come to that, don't we, when uh, Narek tells her 
that all of your communications are 70 seconds exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why they've been looking at a communication. Oh, yeah. Because they've flagged up as an unusual... And it's quite a clever game that he's playing, really. And he, he sort of acknowledges it, that, you know, I don't want to activate her, but he is feeding her these little yeah, bits. Yeah, I've got to feed her enough to get out what I want without yeah, activating he's, her. he's pushing her towards realising something's wrong, but obviously he doesn't want to push it too far. And um, anyway, back to Picard then. So they're, they're deciding on what the how they're going to get onto the cube, basically. And he says, well, we'll go with absolute candor and we're going to have to turn up and have a, a legitimate reason. reason for being there. And that leads to um, basically this thing with, with Rafi where she's going to ask, her, I think it's a captain looking at the pips. Yeah, on four, four pips. And he's, Rafi's going to ask her for a favour basically to give Picard... Diplomatic pass. Yeah, the diplomatic reason to be there. And Rafi, I meant to mention this last week, but I didn't. And when she's talking to her son, like she says, oh, I'm clean. And I remember thinking, like, technically it's true, but you've only been clean for about... A week. A week, if that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I know I'm not trying to be disrespectful for anyone who has had an addiction and overcome it or anything like that. And I know, like, you know, each day is something to be celebrated, but... I remember thinking at the time, like, is she being a bit misleading, saying I'm yeah. totally clean? And then we find her in this episode, right back on it. Well, we saw her at the end of last... Yeah, but there was no sort of confirmation that she was definitely... No, but, like, I think we've got where she's drunk here, is basically that she's tried with her son, and she's just depressed, and this, oh, is, yeah. how, this is how addictions work, when you get knocked back. You just fall straight into the addiction. Oh, again. I understand why she she's back where she is. The only thing I thought was a bit sort of out of character for the others is, apart from uh, Rios a little bit later on, no one seemed, particularly Picard, doesn't seem overly concerned about I it. I think they're almost walking around with, on tiptoes. Maybe, yeah. I got the impression that like she was spending most of her time in her quarters because you see Rios go to talk to yeah. her. And I got the impression that they're all tr- sort of giving her a space and maybe so and maybe it's a little bit of as well like if Picard is is used to this you know has seen this behaviour from her maybe he's like now I know now's not the time we've got to wait yeah. until she's in a place where we can talk about her and we can try and help her rather than sort of hammering her over the head with it um, but you get this you know it's Quite a funny scene, I suppose, where she's. I like. I love this scene. I think it's brilliant. And she has that dig about Picard. So you know, Picard. Yeah, is full of Aiden. Yeah, whatever's rage, <laughs> not raging egos, id. And Picard sort of looks a bit shocked at her. But as we've said, though, we've. I think the id pit bits perhaps a bit harsh, but we have seen the ego side yeah. of him an awful lot this episode, uh, this season rather with. Yeah. Basically, he's he's made a lot of assumptions about how well regarded he is, and been a little bit, and how his past will still carry away. That's and... it. Yeah, he's he's been a bit naive as to how he's perceived a little bit. Yeah. I think he he maybe got used to being Jean Luc Picard of the Enterprise, and now he's not, and so it does come across as arrogance. And yeah, she basically blackmails this captain. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. You know what it's like. Um, we're heading to the cube. No, seriously, what are you doing? No, we're heading there. We'll be yeah. there in three hours. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I know that um, even though we're not connected to the Federation, there's no way the Romulans are going to believe it. <laughs> so, so pretty much, you've got to give. <coughs> yeah, she's basically told, give us the pass. Otherwise, you're going to end up in trouble. So, yeah, if you give us the pass, we might not cause an incident. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, we will. And they get it. And there's that nice bit where they kind of give a, a round of applause, but then Rios has to catch her and... She's, stuck, she's walking off with a bottle. So this is the bit where we get onto Soji and she admits that she's fallen asleep talking to her mum and this is where all the 70 seconds comes yeah. in. and. So she must fall asleep after exactly 70 seconds every time, and we see that. 
uh, a little bit later on. And um, she calls her mum again, and then she asks for her dad. And, oh, your dad's not here. He, he's in his lab, but he's asked not to be disturbed. Yeah, which ties back to this. She'd never seen her. Well, yeah. she doesn't see her dad's face in the dreams and everything. And she does start falling asleep straight away. Yeah, I wonder if they've uh, never... Because, like, we see photos later, and there's no father on there there's just a mother and two yeah. sisters and I wonder if she's never seen a father if part of this AI's programming is when they ask for about the father you put them to sleep yeah yeah I think that's probably the case like you say there's no there's no father on the photos yeah. so yeah I, I don't I mean I don't think the mum exists but uh, no the mum's an AI as well it's part of a program but I don't I don't think there's necessarily even an avatar of the father it's yeah. just this idea of yeah. the father but it'll just be like holes in a memory or whatever and she starts nodding off and she keeps trying to wake herself up and she sort of stabs herself and well she's herself with a spoon and it bends i didn't notice that yeah she ah. you, like i noticed it on my rewatch before today before we come up to record yeah and she's, when she stabs herself, it bends. Right. I didn't notice that. That's good. That's really clever. <laughs> and then we get Picard sort of finally on the ship. We get, you can only beam in on a certain place. You're not allowed to take people with you. And he starts getting, before they even land on it, before he even beams over, rather, he starts getting flashes and we see these clips and everything. And I'm sure someone out there's probably worked out where all of these clips are oh. from. Mostly look like they're from First Contact because it's the there's sort stuff, of newer bar stuff from First Contact. There's bits from um, Best of Both Worlds, yeah, in it, and but I think most of it's First Contact, yeah. And then this is going to come into play later on. But Elnor wants to go, but Picard orders him. He says, to stay. "I can't. I've got to go alone." Yeah, it's only four one. <laughs> and then back with Sergi. This is where she's checking all her possessions and everything, and. Scanning everything and it's uh, and... thirty-seven months for for everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they've evidently replicated all this stuff. Yeah, they've created a a past a past. She's best. I think she's been as she is. Yeah. When she's come online, she's come online yeah, yeah, yeah. as an adult. That's how she is, and all the memories of childhood and everything is just. Oh yeah, I think definitely. I mean, the only thing I'm not sort of clear on is could she have existed before this you know again as an adult but could she have been part of whatever the android society is and then they've gone we've got to send you on a mission no i think and it's, then it's all wiped and no, off you I, go. I think she's 37 i think literally three right years they were old. literally created three years ago and she's had all this personality of soji uh, yeah she's had from this the per- start she's had this personality of soji from the start and all the memories of growing up and with her mother mm-hmm. is all just part of the program, part of the yeah, yeah. core programming. I just wonder if before she was Soji in inverted commas, whether she was a part of the community, and then they've sort now, of reprogrammed her as a sleeper. Now, and I'm wondering because we've heard it, like we've heard Mad- Maddox, uh last week said to Girati, mm. uh, "Your contribution was invaluable." We did, yeah. I wonder. If we're going to find out she's got a twin, and where in a lot of these growing up memories are her memories, ah, that'd be interesting. That is stolen. Ooh, that is basically yeah, stolen. Be. When being in this long term relationship, he's basically stolen. Yeah, he's her. stolen like Gerati's memories to populate Sergi. Sergi. Oh yeah, that'd be really interesting. And it, she scans all the stuff. She scans. The, I like that they, she had the same teddy bear that. She had in the yeah, the flashback, and you see that could should have been a clue because like I think I've got my teddy that I had when I was a kid, but it looks knackered. Yeah, you know, it, but this is the same teddy. You know, it looks looks like it's been looked after by an yeah. adult, not chewed and yeah. you know, whatever. Being a constant companion, dragged everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and then did you spot and I'll, I'll hold my hands up I did not spot this I, I had to use memory alpha to look this up and everything the lunchbox that she's got has got a character on it who is 
the character that Naomi Wildman on Voyager used to have in the I holodeck. I didn't know what was on, but I know who you mean. Yeah, it's called like Blotto or something like that. I know which, I can't remember and, what, the, what it's called off the top of my head, but I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, so it's, it's obviously like a children's character. It's like yeah. having a Peppa Pig yeah. lunchbox in this day and age. So that's a really nice sort of, and there's another deep cut to Voyager later on, which is more important to the plot that we'll get onto. And then Picard, when he's on the cube, this is where, as you say, he has a full-blown panic attack. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, it's, it's hallucinating. and It's just overwhelming for him. I did wonder, though, why is no one there to meet him? Yeah. When he'd been... It just well, seems odd that... It was you, allowed to beam over... Yeah, you've got this diplomat coming in who, for all you know, is there yeah. on a diplomatic mission to meet the... The director and he just beams in. Like the director is on his way there, and it's mm. not like why wouldn't you be told to wait till the director's at the beam yeah. point? Or and it, and it's not like he's just round the corner. And why it's aren't his... there any other? Like I know it's to meet with him only and only him. Yeah, but you'd think there'd be an escort or yeah. or at least at least like an arrow pointing which way he needs to go. Yeah. But instead, he's he's just plonked there and he's like. Right, I'll I'll walk up here, and then he ends up walking across a precipice that's got no handrails. Yeah. And very weird. Uh, but ultimately, you get to this bit where it's all flashing and everything, and then some actual well, they're X Borgs, but they they the, grab him, grabbing him, and, he, and he's get off me, and it, but no, the the trying to steady him. Hughes tells him they're trying to save you and falling. I loved the the meeting between Hugh and Picard, I thought that was done really, yeah. really well. Like when Hugh was first in it in that first episode, we didn't really see a lot of him. I was worried that they were gonna do something where Hugh was gonna have his own agenda and it maybe he wouldn't necessarily be on Picard's side, but but I love how they just played it absolutely straight. Yeah, they've played it straight, they've gone and he said I'm a member of Starfleet so I can come and go, but yeah, the yeah. X-Borg can't. But at least as a member of Starfleet, being X-Borg, I can try and look after them. Exactly. And, the, the, and that's his agenda. Yeah. And that's I like that they've gone with that. I, I thought maybe there were going to be a bit of antagonism or something, yeah. but no, they hug. And apparently the actors sort of came up with that themselves. It wasn't in the script. It was um, Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Delarco chatting, and they said... Uh, I think with Jonathan Delarco said, you know, I'd want to give Picard a hug. It'd be like seeing your dad if you yeah. hadn't seen him in in ages. And so you get that that sort of reconnection between them. And straight away, Hugh's like, Just tell me what I can do. Yeah, I'll help. Anything I can do to help you. Whatever you want. And it's like Hugh's trying to do for these Borg what Picard did for did him, for him yeah. or Picard and Geordi and, yeah. you know. Well, it was mainly Georgie crew. originally wanted, yeah. but and he has the he says you know like a new name can be the first step to a new identity, and that's what he learned on the Enterprise, and that also sort of ties in with uh, sort of what Sergi was saying, you know when they were talking about building a mythology and yeah. all this idea of creating a society and a name for people who didn't have you know don't have a culture of their own kind of thing so it's in I like these ideas that we're playing with and I, I don't think we're going to do too much more exploring this new idea of a cultural mythology and no, things I, I, I've got a feeling that we could be this might be almost last we see of the Borg Cube I think it probably will for, for season for one, season one yeah. I think it probably is going to be and I like as well that Hugh he's been shown to be on the ball here because when Picard explains I'm here for this Soji and he knows that something dodgy has been going on yeah, with Narek yeah, and uh, a good looking uh, Romulan officer showed up a few yeah, weeks ago yeah and he'd been asking questions <laughs> yeah so, but I really like that again that Hugh's not just some idiot who everything's going over his head yeah he knows what's going on yeah he's the overseer of it and he knows something's going on but he probably just thinks that's Romulan politics. Yes. Yeah. I've got enough on my hands. Yeah. Let them get on yeah. with it. Yeah. She's not involved with... Yeah. I'm what? not going to interfere Romulan games. Yeah. Whatever they want to do, fine. I've got enough on looking after all these Romulans. And there's a nice bit as well where he says, you know, you're Jean-Luc Picard, you're not Locutus. Yeah. 
and that's obviously ties back to what the conversation he had with Seven and yeah. and there is even there's a there's a Borg who looks a lot like Locutus that they they focus on and I know when they showed a clip of that people on the internet were some people were really nice they were going oh they've redesigned Locutus and <laughs> this is going to be a flashback and it's going to show that and it it wasn't. <laughs> it's not. No, which is good. Yes, I I don't think. Even though, when he was Lacutus, it was the original Borg makeup before they got redesigned yeah. for First Contact. But well, I think redesigned for Voy- was Voyager before First Contact. Or after? I think I think First Contact did it first, yeah. and then probably more or less concurrently. But, yeah. But in terms of when we saw it, the yeah, First we, Contact. Well, we probably got the the movie the make makeup and all that done for the movies to make it obviously a big screen yeah had to look better and then yeah and then obviously it just was carried over to voyager because they'd have had all the stuff ready exactly yeah and it, i think if we ever do do flashbacks to look he was sort of, he has to look like he did because they were not wrong with that makeup There's nothing wrong, fine. No. like i remember at the time so wow yeah yeah and i still <laughs> i think it holds up it's just yeah. slightly different in style and um so I like all that with Hugh and Picard. Um, we go back to Narek and Soji, and this is where she's kind of broken down a bit. She's she's scared by what she's discovered. Yeah. And this is where... Basically, his plan has worked at this stage because yeah. he's, he's manoeuvred her to the point where she thinks he's the only one who can help me. He's the only one... Not necessarily trust, but he's the only one who it, maybe cares enough yeah, and find out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And he has this. It's another Romulan sort of ritual that we've not seen before. Yeah, but then we haven't seen many Romulan rituals. Well, no, it's very. I thought it was very Vulcan. This strikes me as something yeah. the Vulcans would do. Yeah, that you know, would probably taken with them. And yeah, it's a path that you've got to follow. Yeah. And you know, you, you when you re- it's almost it is like a game, isn't it? It's like it was. It's like a it puzzle. Was, it was very strange. It's like you walk in the it's walking the path, and yeah, with each step you sort of reveal a bit more of your inner mind, and yeah, it's very sort of metaphorical, but it's also it's it's there drawn on the floor as yeah. well. So you're following you a literal the, path, yeah. and it's obviously something very spiritual which makes me think maybe that's why it came from the Vulcans and yeah yeah I get the idea of it is that you know as you move through this maze you unlock parts of your, parts mind. Of your mind and blah 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 and but it didn't say like to me like it didn't seem very maze like it seemed very much no there wasn't a lot of left right <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, it's not it's not the hardest maze yeah. and if you wanted to cheat, you could just look at yeah. the floor. So, but maybe you know. Well, he tells her to do that to look at the path. That's true. He does. Yeah. Don't look at me. Follow. Look at the path. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's not the point. Maybe it's it, it's not solving the puzzle. It's about the spiritual. Yeah, the spiritual journey. Journey and all this stuff. Yeah. Whereas the proper puzzle is his puzzle box. But he seems to assess that now because he. Well, I think he already knew how to open. Yeah, it. exactly. And he's he's got a. A rigged one now, aren't yeah. they, for this scene? But going back to Picard and Hugh for a bit, then this is where Picard sees like the reclamation yeah. going on. And it's like he says, "I wouldn't have believed that you could, yeah, r- reclaim this many yeah. Borg." And, and who did believed it was Romulans doing it? Yeah, that's interesting. But I think this could be a major turning point for Picard, the character. Because this is the first time that he's been able to view the Borg as anything other than monsters. Yeah. You know, as we said in a, when we did his Road to Picard, when we looked at iBorg, he didn't want anything to do with you until he sees that he's an individual. Yeah. And I think even then, Picard's thinking, well, that's a one-off. You know, at some point he's got to think, well, is it? Because he's already a one-off. Hugh's a one-off. Seven of nine. Seven. Uh, each ep. And then all the others that Hugh has in Descent are yeah. all broken away. And then away. you have the ones that Voyager ran across. and So it's maybe taken him longer to come to this conclusion than it perhaps should, should have done. Yeah. But 
But that's it's... probably because of his own trauma. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Somebody who hadn't been assimilated and probably yeah, yeah, it differently. And that's it. He's well, but then Hugh doesn't. Hugh, yeah. Hugh's already further along this path than than Picard is, but. But I do think it's significant that he's like, no, the victims, they're not monsters. And Hugh even says, like, can you imagine if you were an advocate for the Borg reclamation, what a difference that would make to what we're doing? And I feel like that's the seeds of season two. And what, Freeing the Borg from Romulans. Freeing the Borg from the Romulans, but also... Picard spearheading this thing to to free the Borg, you know, yeah. to to reclaim the Borg generally, and I think that I don't know how many seasons we're going to get of Picard. Well, they've talked about three, haven't they? Possibly three, but I think when the time comes that we we're going to leave the character of Picard, I think that would be a really fitting place to leave him as someone who's overcome the worst thing in his life and he's turned it into something that's salvaged. Yeah, that's that'd be a very Picard way to leave Yeah, It's like a seize releasing the Borg, freeing the Borg. Exactly, and I I think that'd be, I don't know if that's where we're going, but I'd be really happy if that's where they leave him. Like, if the... If they said it's three seasons, there won't be any more whatsoever, and they've already got the story arc yeah. for three seasons. And he, you know, if yeah. if we leave Picard, even if he doesn't rejoin Starfleet ever, but he's the founder of this humanitarian thing that ultimately is gonna free the whole bar yeah, collective. Think, well, I think at some point during this season, we're gonna find out about the conspiracy in Starfleet oh, yeah, and yeah. Romulans. And at that point, he's going to have his door back in because they're going to be apologetic for oh, yeah. not being doing what I wouldn't be surprised if this season ends with Picard back at the Chateau and an admiral calls him and says, do you want your job back? Uh, we, you know, we've got a mission for you or yeah. something like that. Whether he'll say yes or no, I don't know. But... Um, yeah. I, could, I could see this season ending there, but we'll... We'll get there. Um, then we get this nice scene with Rios and Raffi and the he's sort of tending to her. She's obviously not well. And we keep being reminded that they know each other prior to this, yeah. which I, I always forget until we're reminded each episode. And they've had a bit of a bet on whether Soji would be alive or not. Yeah, you owe me two strips of Latin. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit tight, really, that they're betting on that. But... Um, but this sort of leads Rafi to go, well, wait a minute, why is she alive then? I, yeah, I, I what, was sure she'd be dead. Yeah, what does the Tal Shiar want with a synthetic? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think, obviously Picard's thought about that, but I don't think Rafi has until now. So I think Rafi's just thought, well, she's dead. The, yeah. Originally, she just wanted a lift to Free Cloud and she wrap it to let Picard go off on his mission. And I think she thought Picard had ju- just follow a dead end and find out that, that she was dead, Soji was dead. The, yeah. Nothing to be done. But now a curiosity has been piqued because it's like, well, if she's alive, what's yeah, going what on? What do they tell? Yeah, which it, it is a good question. What did it, Like, we know that they want to find out where she's from to yeah. kill them all. I mean, we still don't know what the big secret is of the Jacques Vash yeah. and all this. But, we, yeah, we know ultimately they want to wipe out this race, yeah. for want of a better word. And then the, this is where Narek takes her into that room. There's a bit where the Romulan guard says, oh, we don't let round ears in here, <laughs> which I thought was quite good. <laughs> and I like his response saying, what is it? Yeah, sub- uh, do you enjoy being a sub-commander? Yeah, yeah. Because you won't be for long. Or <laughs> and that's very Tal Shiar as yeah. well. I'm sure we've we've had, like when Deanna was posing as one, I'm sure we had similar things yeah, going Tal-Shiar on. Yeah, the out outrank all these. Yeah, they outrank the whole military yeah. kind of thing. And this is where, yeah, we we explore the dream and Rizzo's watching from a, a monitor thing. Yeah, it's in his... It's a, safe, it's a safe air temple, for a better word. Yeah. And there's no monitoring, so he can be himself. And, and he does tell her he's... supposedly his his secret name his his name that he gives to loved ones and everything and 
I do. I if I think he is genuine. I, I do think he's got a lot of affection for her I at think, this stage. I, I think he. I think he is actually in love with her. Yeah, but, but it doesn't. He, he's still got his. But he's got a job to do. Yeah, that's and he has it. No, no, no option but to do his job. Yeah, and he does obviously get out of her, and it, ultimately it comes to we see the the wooden doll on the thing which is a nice special effect yeah. as well it's quite it, it's freaky defi- it's definitely her but it's a wooden doll yeah so it's metaphorical yeah. rather than literal and the father's face is blurred blurred you can't see which... and what Narek wants is she looks up at the sky and Rizzo seems to think that this is enough to go on two red moons and, and lightning co- storms and constant lightning storms it possibly is enough to go on yeah maybe so but I think I'd have maybe held out, see if she could get a little bit more. Because yeah. Rizzo at that point's like, right, turn it off, I've got what I need, I'm off. And I'm sure it will turn out to be enough, but we've seen a lot of planets in Star Trek and yeah. there's lots of... Yeah, there's a lot of planets. But, it's... you know, maybe. So, while this is going on, Picard and Hugh uh, are looking for Soji, but we find out Narek's concealed a signal somehow. And this room's obviously locked off. And I wonder if... Is it locked off because he planned on doing this? Or is it locked off because it's a private space for Romulans? I think he was telling the truth when he said it's a private space for Romulans. And I think this is unusual that, like, his sister is looking into it. Yeah. I think that's actually something that doesn't generally happen. That it really is a private space. Yeah, I can buy that. Everything. And that's why he says, I can be myself here. Yeah. And free. And then there's that bit, you know, she says, you know, why, why is all it? And he says, you're not real and you never yeah. have been. And that's quite... It, cutting. Yeah, cutting. It is. It's like, oh, that were a nasty thing to say yeah. to her. But at the same time, he's kissing her and he's crying. And I, like you say, he definitely cares for her. But he locks her in and he, he sets the, His puzzle the thing opening. off. Which releases... A red thing, a red radiation, gas. they say. Red gas. And I was trying to think, well, what is it? It's Cause... it's a really inefficient way of killing someone. Well, it is to say that she's in a sealed room with it. <laughs> yeah. And she has time to rip the floor well, open. Well, exactly. Now, I wonder, has Narek given her a bit of a lifeline here? Like, is this his way of going, well, there's no way I could know that she'd escape from the radiation gas. Yeah. Because he could have shot her and walked out. Well, is it poison gas? And if if she'd been human, she'd be dead. Yeah. But because she isn't human, it hasn't had that effect but on her. But Narek knows she's not human. So if yeah. he's planning on killing her, I'm just wondering if this if is... He's, if he's left a loophole deliberately. Yeah, has he hedged his bets a little bit so that he, he can stand up in front of the Telshiar and say, I put her in this room. As far as I knew, there were no way out. And I set this thing off. And I got all the information. Which we're going to kill her. But is it just a little bit there that he's kind of hoping she could escape? Well, I I think it is because uh, the guard goes to open door and he goes, no, you can't. Yeah, but is that because he don't want to let the... I think, it, well, it's partly don't want to let the gas out, but it's also not stopping her getting away. Yeah. You, no, you can't go in there. Because he must have thought the likelihood is she'll activate when this goes off. Yeah, she's going to activate. So, and she's obviously got no problem punching her way through. A few people online said, oh, well, you know, it was stupid that it was just a wooden floor, but it wasn't. It was, it she was, smashed she through smashed the wood and, and then... into the metal and ripped that off. Yeah, she goes through a full deck because when Hugh picks her up again, he's like, she's in between two decks. Yeah, she's moving very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't think she's... Just gone between two decks. I think she's dropped quite away. Yeah, yeah. She comes out in what looks like a canteen or something, yeah. and this is where Picard and Hugh finally catch up with her. And he, he has this thing of, you know, I, he says, "I knew your father," which he means data, but he knew both. But that's going to confuse her at this point. Well, but well, he goes, "I can't explain. I do. I can't explain to you. I oh, don't yeah, know yeah. what's happening to you. I knew your father." Your sister asked me for help and I couldn't help her. And he's, I'm here to help you. And he's got the necklace that he can prove that. Yeah. So that I know people had issues with the necklace as a plot device originally and but that that comes in here yeah. that he can show it as this is my evidence that yeah. I, I knew your sister. And but he, just trust me, come with me. And she is reluctant at first, but 
she sort of all it's a good bit of acting by her. she kind of almost rolls her eyes a little bit but she's always thinking well it's got to be better than <laughs> I yeah. wonder if the AI's also saying something about it's Picard trusting maybe because yeah because we, we had with a sister Daj had that built Daj, in definitely. and it was like get back to Picard wasn't it yeah all that early on so maybe there's a bit of that now she's activated so she knows tr- to trust, trust him Picard. yeah maybe so and so they run off but just before this and this is a weird sort of comedy beat in the episode where Picard runs past one of the bog and he goes Locutus <laughs> and just runs off and there was that thing earlier on where Picard said you know they'll know me the second I'm on the ship because the bog never yeah, forget never their forget. own but it's just so weird that it it just sort of comes out of nowhere oh that's Locutus and I mean it's it's funny but yeah. It's, it's not like why is the bog suddenly going oh I know you look yeah this, it's you? a little bit out of place but it, I don't think it ruins the tension no, or it anything doesn't. It but it's, just... it's a strange little moment and um, you do get a cutaway during all this of um, Rios uh, talking to Girati and Rafi and going oh something's kicking off on the ship they're all uh, all alarms are going and Elnor sort of gives them a funny look and the next thing, next time we see Elnor is when he... Well, we go, where's Elnor? Yeah, <laughs> he's gone. But Hugh gets them to what we find out's the Queen's cell. Yeah, but where he goes, I've never been here, but I knew where it was, and Picard goes, yeah. Yeah. Well, Picard, though, presumably has been in the Queen's cell on his Borg ship, mm. because we, we see flashbacks in First Contact that... Yeah. Or at least the Queen was with Picard whether I think it was well the Queen was with Picard in the assimilation chamber maybe so yeah and this is the the other Voyager deep cuts they've got this spatial trajector and he says it's after your time but the Borg got it after they assimilated the Sicarians I had to use memory alpha again but these were it was a first season episode of Voyager Uh, prime factors the one where Janeway's got, she gives the guy pecan pie and he loves it. Yeah, it's where they can move, they can go anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah, the, the woman takes Harry Kim and yeah. he goes back and goes, they've got this thing and it can transport yeah. 40,000 light years. Yeah, and, and Tuvok tries to steal it. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was a really nice yeah. sort of deep cut there because when they first said it, before I'd looked up the Sicarians, I thought... People are going to be kicking off over this. They're going to go, isn't it convenient that they've found this technology? And no, they've actually done the research. This is something from the first season of Voyager, which is established in Star Trek. Yeah, the Borg are in the Delta Quadrant. There's no reason to think they didn't get there and assimilate it. And also, this sort of answers, not directly, but it touches on one of the things people said was, well, if the Borg Queen was on the ship in Best of Both Worlds, how did she get off it? Presumably, obviously she didn't have this one, because this is after Picard's time, but she must have had something similar. Yeah. And I still think it was a time travel thing, because she says, you, you're thinking two, three-dimensionally. Yeah. That's mentioned a few times yeah. with the Borg that year. But obviously the Borg Queen's chamber has an escape hatch of some description. To, yeah. And this one, it's this. And he gives him a planet to put in. That's going to be where Riker lives, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's where, yeah. I, I, actually, mean, I actually know the answer to this. Have you seen the preview? I, th- I, I, watch, saw, I watch CBS, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I saw it this week. Somebody had uh, posted it on Facebook without a region blocker somehow. Yeah. And so I have actually seen the preview of next week. And yeah, so we know Riker's coming. But even before seeing that preview, I thought this has got to be... Yeah, he's it looking shows for where it's somewhere safe. Somewhere safe, safe harbour. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's gonna. That's how we're gonna meet Riker and Troy, which is great. We got that to look forward to. And meanwhile, Elnor's been to the cube, and he well, there's guards running at Picard, and then suddenly Elnor's there. Yeah, <laughs> and presumably then Elnor has been to the same coordinates as Picard did. Oh, he's uh, locked onto his communicator because I know that he's not answering his communicator but they know that there's stuff going on around him but if that's the case why don't they just beam Picard off because they don't know who he's with and they know he's on a mission and 
I it's think bit... I think it's that you can only beam to that one spot, and I think Elnor's done it, and then and somehow he's used his warrior nun skills to find his way. To, well, he probably just followed all the commotion, yeah, <laughs> to get to Picard, and so he, he gets a cool, couple of more cool things. I like it where Picard, <laughs> Picard goes. I told you not to go, come. I'm so, sorry. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah, he, he says I ignored the order. He's uh, good. <laughs> I don't understand. I know Elnor says I'm going to cover your escape, but I don't think he really needs to. No, at I, this stage. I'm really confused. Why didn't the fourth <coughs> one just walk through? I mean, the only thing. Oh, well, Hugh, maybe. Mind you, I need to turn it off. And... That that's the only thing I can think of. Is Hugh says it'll take a few minutes to turn it off, to turn it off and hide it again. So you obviously don't want the Romulans getting the hands on this bit of the cube. Yeah, and so well. And as we know, the Romulans are selling Borg bits for parts. They're not they're not doing the same as what's the name Bajazel were doing and stripping them out and without regard to the person. But obviously the reclamation are doing their thing and then the Borg t- uh, the Romulans are taking these bits yeah, and, and selling them. And if they got the hand on something this like this teleporter, yeah, it's it's obviously very dangerous. So Hugh doesn't want them to do that. So Elnor's gonna stay behind and cover the escape. Cover the escape, and it finishes that cool. We fade to black. But well, I like uh, Hugo's stream. Can you hold them for a few minutes? It won't take that yeah. long. <laughs> and then it it fades to black, and we hear him say, "My friends, choose to live," <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Now, I'm really hoping next week. Okay, we might have a dream scene. We might have a cutbacks, uh, flashbacks scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. I'd, I'm quite happy with, but I really hope it opens and we see this fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I don't think we're gonna. I I think we might pick it back up and we'll see a load of dead bodies and Elnor cleaning his sword or something. I think maybe maybe we're saving full on battle Elnor for the season finale maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, he has he has no doubt that no matter how many Romulans are running at him, that with that sword he can take them all. Oh out. yeah, there's no, and, and I don't doubt <laughs> I him don't either. I don't doubt it. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like you. I'd love it if we do see that. I've, I've a feeling maybe we won't. But it was a badass way to end the episode. It won't just. You think it's finished when it's gone to black? Yeah. And then you hear that. It's, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's one of them things we've talked about, like, with how modern TV's different. Like, we wouldn't have been able to do that in TNG days. We'd have had to have the executive producer credit would have had to have come up. Yeah. And we wouldn't have had any sound over the over the ending of it. Yeah, you so had to have special permission for one-offs where you did something you different. You did something different, yeah. But we can do that. So, great ending to the episode. And yeah, I'd say that we we've gone a bit longer than we usually do, but there was uh, yeah, there's a lot happens in the episode. It really moves the story yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, and I think justifiably again, it's a it's a rescue story, isn't it? This yeah, effectively, you yeah. Could, you could, I think you could watch this as a standalone episode. Just about, yeah. I mean, it, I think like. I think it might be a bit hard pushed with some of it if you were a Star Trek fan and you were coming in as this yeah on its own. And the, but I think if you've watched this season previously, you could go back and go, oh, I'm off to watch that one. It's oh, good yeah, fun. you could do. And the, you'd maybe need to know a little bit about Narek and Soji's relationship. Yeah. But I think there's enough there that you could you can pick up the salient yeah. points of it without, without knowing everything. And... Um, yeah, I think it can work on its own. Not as much, I don't think, as the last two weeks. But, no. But this is a major forward point, you know, a major point in shoving the story forward. Yeah. And it's looking like we're in for... A good we're... second half. Yeah. Like, yeah, this was the halfway point, episode six. We've got five more to come. We're I'm... definitely going with 11. It, they've yeah. updated the IMDb's for the cast appearances, and Picat and Patrick Stewart has gone to eleven episodes. Yeah, I saw that, but I and mm. like other people have changed from two episodes to three episodes, and things true. Like, so true. they have. I'm still not sure. I I mean, I'm I'm absolutely convinced that two and three were meant to be just episode yeah. two, 
but I'm not convinced that that's going to carry forward. I'm thinking maybe they recalibrated a bit after that. What, do you think that's maybe why we got te- 10 extra minutes? Maybe. Mm. I, I just, I'm not sure we're going to get 11. I'd love if we got, I'd I love if we got 12, but we'll, we'll have to see. But either way, it looks like we've got Riker and Troy next week, yeah. so maybe we'll have a little bit of a chance to catch his yeah. breath. Like, we we. We did see a lot in the trailer with them, but we did yeah. see that Riker goes sort of wishing him his best. And, yeah. And, and um, why would I argue with you? <laughs> uh, Dr. Squee pointed out that this would be a really good time for Troy to do some proper counselling with Sergi. You could have some really good scenes where Deanna's actually been a counsellor and Sergi's just been through hell of a lot. And... To be fair, Picard could probably do with some counselling as well. Well, exactly. So this could be a really good chance to maybe right some of the wrongs yeah. that we saw with Deanna not being such a yeah, great counsellor like, at times. I think we might get a few. I think we, next episode, I think we've got to get Elno escaping back to the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deanna is going to get back to the ship. And then we're going to have the ship has to escape from the queue from oh, the Romulans. Yeah. So I think we'll have a bit of that. But I think we're going to have a lot of I think it's going to be quite a slow episode because I think we'll have yeah. a lot on the planet with Riker and Troy. Yeah, I think the crew are going to do all the action stuff. We're going to have that as one yeah. thread. And then, yeah, it's going to be Riker, Troy, Picard Soji. and Soji. And at the end of the episode, they'll Presumably arrive, they'll they'll arrive at the planet and yeah. off on the I mean, that's, that's what we'd assume. We might be totally wrong and it throws us a, a major oh. curveball, but, but I can see that. And um, just a bit of a plug for, for Dr. Squeeze podcast now. It, while we're talking about Deanna doing counselling, he did a great interview with Marina Sirtis where he asks her, um, what would counsellor Marina do if Data came to you with this problem or if Picard came to you with that problem? I, I won't spoil the answers that she gives, but it's if you've ever been at an interview with Marina or anything, you'll know more or less what to expect. <laughs> but very good. So check out Gallifrey Stan's podcast. And I think that just about wraps us up then, doesn't it, for this week? Yeah. Um, one thing, hands up, me. Um, got it wrong about Jerry Ryan. Oh, okay. There's only two episodes. <laughs> oh, and I I've got an apology from last week. So the start of last week's episode, I said I was going to give a shout out to... Uh, someone who'd called something that was going to happen, and I forgot at the end, but Dr. Girati um, killing Maddox, uh, Jordan from over on the Star Trek Wars podcast, he called that uh, when they did their review of episode three of Picard, Uh, but he got it bang on, he said she's going to be on a secret mission for Tal Shiar, she's going to kill him. Well, we haven't got the secret mission for Tal Shiar Well, maybe not, but he he got it absolutely bang on, but I only listened to it about a week ago, and I was like, well played, so well done, Jordan. But um, we'll catch you next week then with, um, it's a funny name next week's episode, I can't remember what it is, sounds Greek or something. Or like ancient Greek, like Lethe or yeah. something, something like that. But um, yeah, we'll be back with that one. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook. Have a look for us on there. Uh, we're also on Twitter at RetrekPod. And if you want to email us, it's RetrekPod at gmail.com. Thanks for trekking with us this time. We'll see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Bye-bye.